Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode, we learned what are the steps that you need to take if you are a self-storage operator during this downturn. And in this episode, we are going to learn how should borrowers prepare for lending as we start to potentially come out of this lockdown, what could happen in the lending industry over the next six months, and also how should loan contracts look like moving forward. We are interviewing Billy Brown. He has been in the mortgage industry for a few years, and he focuses on working with real estate investors He is a commercial investor himself and brings a lot of value to our conversation. Here we go. Billy, thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't we get started and you tell us a little bit about you? Stephanie, thanks for having me back on the show. My day job is a commercial lender, but I'm very unique in that I'm also an investor. So we're looking through the the lens of investing when we do do lending from anywhere from mobile home parks to self-storage to multifamily to portfolio lending refinances and SBA. We can do that for sure. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm a CCIM candidate, uh, probably pushing out to 2021 with everything going on and just, you know, love, love this world of, uh, of finance and investing and, and helping others succeed and, and maximize returns. Has much changed in the lending industry over the last two weeks? It was very interesting kind of looking at the historicals of once the shutdown happened and the virus came out. It was very predictable, but at the same time, when you're in the midst of it, you didn't know which way to turn. Looking back, it's very, very predictable, almost you know the, the 12 stages of grief, <laughs> what I call it. Um, you get the shock factor, and then you know you're trying to scramble to to do everything you can to, to protect loans, and then it's the unknown, and now the known of nothing's really going on. The known of the unknown is what I'm going to call it, because we we know something is going to happen in the future with lending. We just don't know what that's going to look like. We know something's going to happen as far as the fallout from people not working. We just don't know the extent of that. And we don't know the extent of how much the government's going to come in and, and um, uh, solidify that. So in essence, you know, has things changed? Not necessarily, but it, it has changed. And I'll kind of give you my, my perspective on this. So I'll start with agency debt for those of you multifamily. If you, if you haven't talked to your agency debt lender due, right now they are up and running, but expect delays in that, especially if you're putting contracts or offers in on properties right now expect at least a 90-day close, and you're going to need to escrow for 12 to 18 months of payments and reserves at closing. So your raise is going to be much, much higher. 
they're going to scrutinize properties left and right, making sure even dead last minute, uh, as far as your rent rolls are there, payments and all that are getting scrutinized with, with good reason. Bank lenders, your depository lenders right now are scrambling. They were already low on deposits and they're going to get lower. So lending for them is going to be more uh, tighter, if you can believe that, uh, for a couple of reasons. One is the fact that you've got this SBA program, which is running through the, the depository lenders that they're going to have to facilitate. So they've got that going on. People really don't understand what, what's going on with that process, so they don't know even how to answer questions. The other part of it is the forbearance from the existing loans. So you got people that are normally doing loan uh, origination, your business development folks, are now back to not even taking calls about origination, but they're actually back to helping on the administrative side and the uh, operations side to go facilitate those forbearance requests and sometimes the SBA requests. So right now, not much is going on there. We expect that to continue for the next couple of weeks. Non-bank lenders, these lenders that actually do the more unique stuff, the stuff that I call it non-QM, call it um, just you know hedge fund type stuff where they go create loans, balance sheet them, and then sell off the, the notes to Wall Street. Wall Street doesn't buy anything right now. So unless the lender has a very, very strong balance sheet, which is only like two or three lenders that I know of, they're not originating any more loans until they get some pricing guidance from Wall Street. We do expect probably in the next seven days that there's going to be some pricing guidance, and that's going to open up a lot more lending for folks. Now, that being said, you still have the reality of all the third-party folks that are mean to do the work. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, everybody's in lockdown, and if you got a kid you're trying to get their schooling done and trying to work on lending, it's probably not happening. You're probably at 20% of your performance, maybe 10. I know that's what I am, I'm trying to juggle everything. But you're talking about your appraisers, you're talking about your title companies, you're talking about your environmentals, you're talking about just you know everything on down the list, it's getting delayed. And then a lot of these lenders, especially Fannie Mae and all that, are going to send out, send out the, the managers to go out and inspect the property. Well, if you're not allowed to travel or travel's limited, it's going to be very, very difficult to go inspect that property for a closing. So expect further delays until we get things up and back up. But it does appear that talks are in the works next day or two. The president is going to start opening up business. I just don't know what that looks like. Is it by region? Is it by city? Is it by industry? No one really knows, but he, is, he has shown his hand to say that, that he wants to get businesses open again as soon as possible and as soon as it's safe. We'll see. The biggest fallout of what lenders are focusing on, and my mentor who's in banking you know, said this basically flat out going, hey, our underwriting has not changed. Flat out, underwriting has not changed, but just tell me, tell me one industry that has not been affected by this negatively. Can you guarantee me that if I do a loan for somebody, they're just sending me business in three months? You really can't. Exactly. So that pause, and that, that's not like the lenders, but also the people, you don't want to make their situation worse by getting them into larger debt and you know, hanging, a, hanging something around their neck that's going to be even worse, you know, knowing something's going to happen. So you know, just take that with a grain of salt, um, what, what's happening. But the, the indications are, obviously, the first thing that has to happen is business have to reopen. Now, what businesses are left? 
I don't know. Uh, does the government come in and, and solidify those businesses that were forced to shut down that are now, you know, may not be able to open again? I don't know that either. Some questions you gotta you gotta ask yourself and just watch out for. As those dominoes start to fall in place, you're gonna start seeing more clarity in the marketplace and, and lending starting to solidify. How should borrowers prepare for lending as we start to come out of this? Well, it really depends on where you're at in the process. If you're in the middle of a purchase or even a refinance of that money, or you're trying to close the next 30 days, you got to ask yourself a lot of serious questions. They're making sure, and the lender is too, but you, basically your third-party risk is, your, are your tenants going to be able to pay? If, you, if they can't pay, do you have enough in reserves to be able to withstand 6, 12, 18 months of lower income? We've seen some lenders on good properties on a refinance go, hey, we're going we're gonna to refinance more properties worth this. We do believe it's going to be a, a shorter recovery. But what we're going to do is just protect you and us is we're going to escrow for payments. We're going to cash you out, but we're going to escrow for payments to make sure we're, we're paid and you're paid as well as CapEx and all that. So you're taken care of. So they're not going to release funds to, for you to go pay off credit cards or go buy another property. If you're in the middle of purchase, I would say the lender's a friend. I'd buy the lender going, all right, guys, we're going to be in the same boat together. What information do we need to have to make sure that these, the asset I'm buying is still going to be a, a good asset after this thing is, is done. Now, if you're going out and you're going, hey, I'm not a buyer right now, but I think I'm looking at my shops and I think stuff's going to happen where there's going to be some, some sales going on. One, I hope that doesn't happen because that means it's 2008 all over again. It's going to be really, really bad for the economy. But just to say it is, what do you need to do to get prepared? Well, I mean, the first thing is let's get your finances in order. Get your loan package already prepared. And that's talking about using Dropbox to organize all your, doc, your, your documents, your taxes, W-2s, 1099s, pay stubs, bank statements, PFS, all that into one great place where it's easy to access all your rent rules, everything about your business is organized. You got time now, <laughs> so it's, you might as well get organized. Because once it's done, it's done. Your your PFS update quarterly, uh, we'd like to do ours monthly. And then you really want to sit back and watch and observe, like, what asset class were you in? What asset class do you think is going to take off? What asset class do you know is just going to actually be demolished through all this? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but each little market has its own winners and losers based off what just happened. And, you know, hopefully we're all winners. That's my hope. Um, I hope it goes back to normal very, very quickly. But you're, there's going to be some losers and there's going to be some affiliates to, to pick up stuff. I will tell you this, good lending going forward, you're going to need to have reserves, reserves, reserves. How much reserves? That is a very good question. 12 months is probably what they're going to. Yep. Your loan to values are going to go down. They're going to sure. be lending off of, you know, maybe 65, 70% of loan to value, assuming a valuation hit in the fall. Debt service coverage ratios are going to go up probably to a 1.3, 1.35. You're going to be looking for some solid deals. Just say you find something like that. Well, who's the tenant? Who's the person paying that asset? How is that going to work? 
And how are they financially? It doesn't matter how long a lease that they sign. If they have a force majeure in their lease and they go, something happens again, say this breaks out again in the fall, and they go, we're done. We're not going to commit to this five-year lease. We're going to pull out the force majeure card and saying, hey, we can't do this. We're, we're breaking lease because of that. What do your contracts look like, or what do your leases look like? What you know, you know, talk to your attorney. How do you protect yourself against tenants pulling that card on you? But also, from your lender standpoint, what does that look like as far as lending and notes? You know, get with your attorneys and, and ask those questions. How do you protect yourself, and how long can you protect yourself? What do you personally think, not wish or hope, will happen in the next six months and later in the lending industry? Here is my prognostication. Businesses that were on the verge and already teetering and maybe over leverage, this includes real estate investors, they're done. They're not going to be able to get back up. You're going to see some opportunities there to sweep in and help them by either a, a, you know buying assets from out from under them or assuming loans or notes or all that. Same thing, the multifamily space, I want to see, I'm not going to give a number, but just to give a number, 10, 15% of the assets out there under management are going to go back to lenders just because they can't come out from under the, the covenants that they signed. I see that as an, as an opportunity. I think your self-storage is going to be strong. I see real estate as a itself is going to be strong. I see hospitality and travel going through the roof positively. And as soon as we get released, you can't sit here and say, hey, I'm not going to go travel after this thing's done. We all are. I mean, everybody is itching to get out. I think meeting <laughs> spaces and event spaces are going to be booked up again. Businesses, man, I don't know what to say about businesses. It depends on the industry. They're going to look strong, long and hard about their essential employees. And they're going to look long and hard about their employment contracts. But real estate in general, real estate is always the leader of the of the recovery. Always is. People are still going to need housing. They're going to need quality of housing. But in order to leverage, you're going to have to have really solid assets. And, you know, can't, can't go for fringe stuff anymore and speculate and buy it on pro forma. You really got to buy it off of of house performing right now. And because of that, I think you're going to see some normalization of the prices. You're you're not going to see these four and a half and five caps off pro forma anymore. You're going to see, you know, maybe five and six caps off actuals, which means bigger assets, but you know, nothing, nothing off pro forma. No, not now. Agree. I mean, each asset class has its own underwriting and lending. I think lending always comes back to common sense from protecting the borrower. Because the lender is the partner with you on the deal. They don't get to participate in the upside. They get that guaranteed return. One of my questions to my lenders, especially my SBA lenders, is, okay, we get in December and I need to refinance, and they pull my credit, and we apply for forbearance. How is an underwriter going to look at that? We get a year from now, and I've got a trailing 12 on my properties, and they see from March to June – it just tanked and I was bleeding out the ears. How's that going to be underwritten? And now I had that last 12 months. I'm trying to refinance or trying to buy something else. 
you know, March, April, May, June are down and I've got additional debt. What does that look like? Those are all questions we just don't know what the answer is going to be. I have faith in humanity and lending that they're going to be able to humanize this a little bit more. So I think there's a positive that's going to come out of this where there's going to be some humanization and some common sense of like, hey, everybody took a bath. This is worse than 2008. Like everybody's taking a bath in this. And you've got to, you know, I don't know if you're going to throw those three months out. I don't know if you're going to average that out. I don't know what they're going to do. My faith is that there, there are people who are going to be able to, to adjust for that as a, as a one-time occurrence. My last question is looking into the future as we come out of this, another pandemic is likely to happen according to what we are seeing out there. What should borrowers make sure that they add into their lending contract in terms of force majeure clause, and feel free to elaborate on what that is for some listeners that may not know what that is. Should they make sure that they have that in the contracts moving forward? Is that negotiable? Can you elaborate a little bit there? Well, one, you say it a lot better than I do. It sounds more sophisticated when you say force majeure than when I say it. I'll say, I'll, I'll sound like a redneck. That's a very, very good question. As far as the contracts, I mean, you can always negotiate that in. Somebody somewhere is going to come up with a pretty good solution for that. But if I'm looking at stuff, I'm like, I want to make sure it spells out clearly the next pandemic, you know, force majeure, that is great, but I actually spell that out even more. So there's, there's absolutely no ambiguity. If that plus, in addition to that, another clause in there as far as a government shutdown, I don't owe you anything for the next, you know, to whatever. But also the same thing on your on your tenants and who's paying for your your properties, your assets, your notes, your leases and all that. You got to make sure you got to be human about it, but you can't be, I don't know what the word is for this. Unrealistic. Unrealistic, yeah. I talked to a guy today that's he's got some big box retailers that are negotiating with him. He's got another big box one you would know. And they're just being jerks. And they just said, it's to negotiating, like the settlement said, it's like, hey, we're not going to pay you for three months. If you don't like it, just, you know, sue us, whatever. And what, what did I say? Like, crisis reveals character? Oh, absolutely. I've already seen a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good and bad. You put people in the crisis situation, their character is revealed. Yep. You know, me, you put me in crisis situation. Like you, you've seen me. Like, I am just out there blowing my horn at arguing and I'm fighting. I'm not going to go down, you know, without swinging. But, you know, when you get these tenants and, and all that, you got to make sure that your leases are spelled out and protect you. Then that way they have to negotiate. But also, again, no one's ever seen this before. You know, in, in our lifetime, I mean, the only thing that comes close is World War II. But you can see that coming. You saw it coming for 20 years. Now you're like, that was out of the blue. So how do you protect yourself against that? I really don't know because, I mean, a lease is only good as long as someone pays it. I mean, I've got a strong lease on my office complex, but a very multi-multi-billion dollar accounting firm. But they can say, go pound sand, and I can't do anything about it. A little me versus them. You got to spend more attorney's fees than you're getting rent. Those are great questions. And maybe your listeners can, can chime in and give us their their thoughts. I think there's going to be some very, very good ideas. You just got to be awake 
and watch for uh, for those those people. You know, homeostasis. I always go back to this. Homeostasis. Everything goes back to the level. It always does. So that's part of the leveling, leveling process. That was incredible, Billy. I especially appreciate your humbleness in sharing how you don't know how a contract might look like in the future. <laughs> Nobody knows right now. No one knows. See, humanity overcome crisis after crisis after crisis. And you just see that people solve problems. We have that ability to go do it. We're going to all come together on this thing. We're going to be able to, to do the right things. Globally, the economy was a little soft and teetering a little bit. I think this actually forces us to have a more solid foundation. And with the entire world, you know, leaders on this, as well as us individually, you and I talking about this, we're going to be able to solve it. And we're going to come back and, and come back and, and just gangbusters and create a very solid foundation moving forward for our own personal economy, but also the United States economy and, and across the globe. Billy, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, real simple. BillyBrown.me is my website. So B-I-L-L-Y-B-R-O-W-N.me. And look me up. Here to help assist you guys in any kind of lending that you, that you need. And anything that your listeners need, we happy to help you out. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate all of your insights. Stephanie, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Make sure to join our conversation on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Monte Carlo REI. The link will also be under show notes and I will see you next time.